And the title for this workshop is Where is the world heading? I don't know if you have been able to read the, the more detailed description. I have not seen it myself actually, but I have written it but not seen it afterwards. So maybe you don't know exactly what what's included here. But um, I want us to take a look during this one and a half hour here uh, that we have that we can look upon the global warming, the greenhouse gas concept, what that actually is, and also if this is important for us as Christians, and uh, if it if it is scientific, as uh, I mean we hear usually a lot about these things in uh, in the media, uh, especially during the last year. I think we have heard about it the whole time, and if there is also anything that could be more important than this. I want us to look at that too. And also, what does, does the Bible say and Ellen White? Do we have anything specific from these sources? And if you have questions, you can just uh, raise your hand and take them whenever. Uh, if there will be too many questions, uh, I may ask you to wait until the end, but um, I don't think it should be a problem. Uh, to just take them now when I am speaking. And why am I talking about this actually? Yeah, it's because I have studied physics and meteorology and uh, I am working with that so uh, then I guess it was naturally to ask me to talk about it and I have also written some articles during the year about it. But um, yeah, let's, uh, bef let's start but before I just want to have a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will be with us here now uh, as we are going to see what is happening in the world. Help us to um, uh, interpret these things in the right way and uh, also th that we are not getting fooled. I pray that you will guide us with your spirit and that we may understand with the wisdom that you have and um, help us to see clear in these matters and what is also really important is to understand uh, what matters most in uh, these times, in these last times, because there are many things happening around the world. And I pray this in your name, Amen. So, first of all, let us just look at the greenhouse effect and the global warming, what that actually is, in case you don't know so much about it. And we can start to look at the global energy budget. And not all the things here that you see, uh, we don't have to go into details on it. But you see here something yellow coming into the Earth, towards the Earth. It's the short wave radiation coming from the Sun. And it's going through the whole atmosphere without any interaction almost at all. Uh, well, some of it is reflected on clouds and also here on the earth, but uh, mostly is absorbed, absorbed by the surface. And what is happening then is that the earth is heating up and it's heating up and it would heat up in the eternity if something would not be re-emitted from the earth. So uh, of course something is uh, coming back again to the atmosphere from the earth. Uh, because the Earth cannot just get warmer and warmer. So we have this uh, radiation emitted from the surface, from the Earth, and that is not the same as coming in from the Sun. 
it's long wave radiation compared to the short wave here. And this long wave radiation interacts more with the atmosphere than the short wave. And especially with the greenhouse gases um, that we have heard a lot about, like carbon dioxide and methane and other greenhouse gases. And these greenhouse gases, they absorb this um, long wave radiation and then they re-emit the radiation again. Some of it directly out to the outer space, but a big part again as back radiation towards the Earth. And that is actually uh, the greenhouse effect. Uh, and is uh, helping us not to have too cold here on Earth. And I think that is created by God as uh, a means of that, so that we can live on this Earth without any big problems, I would say, because we would have like 17, 18 degrees uh, colder in average temperature around the Earth. And it would be impossible uh, to live in some areas without the natural greenhouse uh, effect. But the problem is then, when uh, these greenhouse gases increase, uh, then of course uh, that, uh, yeah, physically what we know in, from uh, the science, from the physics, these greenhouse gases would take up more radiation and re-emit more towards the Earth and the greenhouse gas would, effect would be increased and the temperature would go up. And I think, uh, yeah, it sounds, I mean, very physically correct in a way, this explanation that it should be like that. Um, but we will look more uh, on, on these uh, details now. It will be a, a lot of things and um, just remember to ask if you don't understand anything. Uh, this is just uh, a diagram showing what has the most impact on either hiring or lowering the temperature on Earth. And uh, we see here that the carbon dioxide, since it is a lot in the atmosphere, also naturally from the beginning, it has a, also a big impact uh, on the energy budget. Uh, but also other greenhouse gases like methane and nitrogen dioxide has an impact and some other things also. And this makes it quite complicated also to understand what is happening in the atmosphere since um, th there are many things involved and it's not so easy always to have the big overview of everything what is happening. Well, well yes. The net anthropogenic uh, uh, component this is the sum of what we contribute to this? Uh, do you mean uh, this last here? Yeah, yeah, anthropogenic means human induced. Yeah. Uh, so this is the net effect, you can say, uh, is the, uh, they have calculated it to be so much positive, uh, I mean heating effect. So not cooling but heating. But you see also that it's uh, quite a big uncertainty in this. Uh, this is the uncertainty, the grey. Uh, from here until here. <laughs> um, but yes, it's, it's from the humans, yeah, what they have calculated. Uh, and um, there are many, many different theories, of course, what has uh, caused the temperature increase. And uh, we'll talk a little about that also. Um, 
very soon here. The carbon dioxide concentration has increased on Earth. That's, uh, I mean, scientifically proved without any hesitation because you can measure it and um, they have done so for quite many years now and we see here from 1960 it was 310 parts per million in the atmosphere the concentration before the industrial revolution it was uh, around 260 270 parts per million and then it has increased so it's up now in 400 actually this is uh, very scientifically known that's just a fact uh, and cannot be questioned so much uh, actually but what is then the other evidence for the global warming? Yeah, first of all we can see of course also we can measure the temperature on Earth. We have uh, a lot of stations, observation stations, uh, not only on the uh, Earth but I mean also up in the atmosphere. We have um, satellites that is measuring uh, the temperature and so on. And, uh, since 1880 here we have 1880 we have quite sure uh, measurements and the temperature has then increased quite much especially in the last 50 years it has been going up a lot well known this is the carbon uh, dioxide concentration but we also see that the temperature has gone up here it's the red ones that you can see here compared to earlier here when it was colder and uh, then uh, someone say okay uh, there have been many theories and some have stated that it might be because of uh, the changing numbers of sunspots for example and uh, yeah, to begin with, when you just look at it, it may seem uh, as it would be something that could explain it. But if you look a little bit closer, first of all, you can see here that the number of sun uh, spots they increased here, uh, went up here, you can see, and the temperature went up here. But the problem is that the number of sun spots went up after the temperature went up. So uh, it's very hard in that way to explain the why the temperature went up here. Even if it looks like it's quite comparable, these two graphs uh, earlier here. And another problem is also here now, in the end, that the temperature has continued to increase, but the number of sunspots, they have not. So in that way, uh, this theory, I don't think that it has, it might have impact, I can imagine that it has, can have some impact uh, on the temperature, but I don't think it's uh, the best explanation. And we also see here the carbon dioxide, it's this here, the light blue one. Um, okay, someone is then saying that okay, we had a medieval warm period, a warmer period before, and we had a little ice age. And if we look at that here, we see the medieval warm period, and we see the little ice age. First of all, it's very, very difficult to know exactly how warm it was before, to measure the temperature before, historically. Uh, you can do it by looking at seeds, for example, where they grow plants, and you can see if there were ice on, uh, uh, you can know if there were ice on, uh, on the seas and lakes and so on, if they have transports on the 
uh, seas and lakes uh, during the winter or not but uh, it's not very very sure the temperature and it has been shown that the little ice age for example it was just uh, probably it was only cold in the northern part of the hemisphere of the earth and uh, even more locally in Europe actually and some parts of, of America but not uh, the whole earth and during the medieval warm period yeah it seems like it was a little warmer but uh, it was definitely not so warm as it is now and it was not with that fast increase either as we see now it has, I mean, gone up a lot just the last decades. So it's quite hard to just say that it must be of some natural variations, what we have seen in the last decades. But of course, I think that there are natural variabilities, because we, we see that earlier also, that it has some kind of variability. Um, naturally, but the last time it seems like it's a little bit more unnormal. Uh, what do we have more? What have we seen more that is a sign of, of global warming? Yeah, we have been able to measure the sea level that it has been uh, rising. It has al already risen three um, decimeters almost. Uh, and it is accelerating also. So by satellites and also other types of measurements we see here that uh, it has been rising the whole time. And uh, this is of course a sign of that uh, it's go it has been warmer because we have had more ice melting out in the sea increasing the uh, sea level but also when it gets warmer the water is um, it expands, yes, and uh, that are the two main causes of this sea level increase. And another sign is the decrease of the Arctic ice. Uh, it has been going down a lot just the last decades. We see the black curve here is the observed ice, and um, it's uh, it has been now. This is September uh, month, September month, and. Uh, it has been going from almost or around 8 times 10 to 6 square kilometers down to now, uh, yeah, like 4 or 5 in a short time. And we see also uh, in the future that they have uh, predicted with some models that the likely uh, happening in the future of this. And uh, it seems like the models cannot actually predict it very good either and maybe that's because the models they don't include something that we don't know maybe we don't have the whole picture what is going what is happening so we, because we see that the observed here uh, the observed rate of declining of the ice is going faster than the models right now um, we have a picture here from uh, Melting Glacier in Glacier National Park in the United States, Montana, from 1938. And this is just uh, one example of all the examples around the Earth where the glaciers are decreasing very fast. Uh, 1938, it looked like this ice uh, the whole way there. 1981, it had melted a lot, no ice here at all, and it starts to become a lake here. And uh, 
even later in 1998 the lake was even bigger and 2009 it looked like this so there are a few glaciers that are still in increasing but um, that's mainly because they are so high up uh, so it's it's so cold so all the precipitation will come as snow and then of course they will increase but otherwise many glaciers are disappearing quite fast we also have um, other signs like um, here is an index that is called power dissipation index and it shows the strength of the hurricanes in the Atlantic Ocean and not only the strength is included in this index but also the duration the time that these hurricanes survive and also the frequency uh, the number the amount of them and uh, we see as the temperature here the sea surface temperature is the blue graph when that one is decreasing or increasing also this power dissipation index follows it quite well not always uh, as we can see here especially in the end uh, I don't know the exact explanation for just this part here uh, but of, it makes sense also that if we have more energy in the atmosphere uh, the, um, uh, these kind of weather systems can survive longer and become more strong also and uh, there are many articles uh, you can read in the internet based on science that are talking about that many natural disasters are increasing and it's not only because that we are looking more for natural disasters because we are and now I'm not talking so much about earthquakes uh, and so on and volcanic eruptions because we don't see so much of an increase there it's harder to see it when it comes to that but when we talk more now about meteorological disasters we can see that that has increased a professor or no not a professor but he's director of the center for research on epidemiology of disasters in brussels he says that a portion of this increase is artificial due in part to better media reports and advances in communications. However, about two-thirds of the increase is real and the result of rises in so-called hydrometeorological disasters and, and he said that these disasters include droughts, tsunamis, hurricanes, typhoons and floods and have been increasing over the past 25 years. In 1980 there were only about 100 such disasters reported per year but that number has risen to over 300 a year since 2000. So um, I'm quite sure that we can see a lot of signs that something unnatural is happening around the earth with the climate and weather and so on. But I'm not going to say here in this workshop that I think it's 100% clear that everything is because of the carbon dioxide even if it's I think it's uh, very probable that it, it's because that we human people have done something that is causing uh, these things uh, but we have to be more careful when we come to this part because we can see that it's heating up the earth uh, that's for sure, uh, but it's more uncertain when we come to the cause of it. Uh, 
uh, even if I, I believe, I think myself that it has had an impact, uh, the carbon dioxide, but if this is everything or there is another better explanation to it, uh, it's best to, to be open to it at least. Um, because if we, we close it, they are, then it's harder to discover it, if there will be a better explanation. But it could be more, more than one explanation behind it. But it's not only this that is uh, a big problem that uh, the human people could face, that the temperature is going up. I don't think that's the biggest problem we have. Uh, and that what we as Christians should talk most about, I don't think so. Uh, I will come more to, to that soon, but um, if we just look about at what are the consequences of the increase of carbon dioxide, for example. Yeah, it's not only that the temperature is, is going up, uh, what, we, what, what probably can happen uh, as we saw, but um, it's also that when the concentration of carbon dioxide is increasing in the atmosphere, as we see here, this graph, it will also increase in the sea. Uh, this is the, the, the black uh, one here, the, or the blue. Because the, the sea is absorbing the carbon dioxide from the air. And we can measure this as well. It has been measured that it has increased the concentration in the seas. And when this happens, it's not li like that the sea will get warmed up by this increased carbon dioxide, but what happens is that the pH value that is measuring the acidity in the seas will decrease. So uh, all the seas and lakes will be more acid, and that has also been measured. So it's we see this here, the pH value is going down. And this has a big impact on the environment in the seas uh, that a lot of fishes and corals and other things that we need uh, as, uh, yeah, to actually to live on this earth in the long term. They die because of um, the acidity. But we don't hear a lot about this actually in media. Uh, it's more about uh, the air, yeah, the carbon dioxide in the air only. Here's an article uh, talking about El Nino. Uh, El Nino is just a weather phenomenon that is coming uh, regularly the whole time. It's actually not so known the cause of it, but uh, it means that the temperature is going up very much in the Pacific Ocean and right now we have a very strong El Nino and uh, this year will be one of the war yeah it will be the warmest actually since the measurement started and it's not only that the warm the heat in itself is uh, killing these corals but in this article they also talk about the acidity uh, of the seas and that this acidity is causing bleaking of the corals and uh, the bleaking happens when the corals they let go of the colored algae that are living in symbiosis with these corals and when these algaes are not living in symbiosis anymore on the uh, together with the corals then the corals die they, and they get also more sensitive for uh, different kinds of other threats. And what are the consequences of the temperature increase? Yeah, it's not only that it's just getting warmer and warmer and maybe people 
cannot live on certain in certain places because it gets droughts and and uh, yeah too warm to live there uh, it's also a problem has been for uh, this city for example in uh, Siberia in Russia Yakutsk uh, 300,000 inhabitants about the same as Malmo in Sweden the third biggest city in Sweden and uh, this city is uh, built on permafrost only and what is happening is that these houses they are starting to <laughs> fall together they just line the whole house is lining and one woman she said that one wall is higher than the other and the floor slopes and what they have to do is either to build the city in a completely another place or they have to rebuild it with other kinds of technique and it has I mean the city has been there for a long long time but we see anyway the signs now coming very fast that uh, because of the thawing permafrost uh, what could be the increase of the sea level rise yeah I'm not so worried actually about the sea level rise because it's not in the Bible that we will uh, yeah the earth will um, be uh, destroyed or anything by sea level rise we know also that especially the rainbow is there because we know that it should not be because of uh, water destruction any, any longer it should be because of God's fire actually in the end so um, I'm not worried about it but I think it's important to know actually about what is happening because from this we can see uh, things that are happening and uh, that we as human people probably have caused uh, many bad things in this world and uh, we could uh, actually give a much better ex explanation to it than for example the Pope is trying to do right now I will come back to the Popes uh, soon what he has saying about these things uh, but uh, if the sea level rise would be like the six meters it has already been 30 centimeters but um, six meters would cause all the red parts here to come underwater and we see that would mean half Florida for example and uh, a lot of Denmark, Netherlands, Bangladesh uh, the southern part of South America the land of fire or what is called down there and uh, yeah, many other co coastal areas, uh, like for example, also this city here, uh, Mali in the Maldives, uh, a big city which covers the whole island. Uh, if, yeah. When I went to school, which is not very long time ago, they were all talking about how this land is still lifting from the ice age. In the Maldives? No, oh, no, not in the Maldives, but in, in Sweden. Yeah, in Sweden, yeah, yes, that's right. So, so that was all we heard at that time. That's not too long ago. Yes. And now it's all shifted and that the sea level is rising. 
Yeah, it, it's it's actually increasing in Sweden still. So in the northern part of Sweden, it's increasing because there, after I think Noah's flood, uh, we had uh, a lot of ice, and that ice was uh, then making the the land. It it, pressure, it it was a big pressure on the land, and the land was decreasing. But after the ice age, the the land is coming up again. But it's uh, a line approximately around Stockholm and south of Stockholm the land is decreasing. Yeah, the sea level rise is not a problem for northern part of Norway and Finland and Sweden but mostly around the earth it's uh, it's a big problem especially for these cities that are only lying one or two meters above sea level. What I mean is also that since the earth will not be destroyed by this problem. Yeah, it's just a sign of that we are really living close to the end also because um, this could potentially it could happen fast and it's a little bit scary in that way of course when, if you are not a Christian and you know, you know that it's not going to happen like this but we have seen that the scientists have seen that the ice is melting very fast on Greenland and on Antarctica, uh, it has some parts are melting quite fast, and the ice is starting to get unstable, which could mean that suddenly, just in a few days, a big block of ice could just go out in the sea and uh, cause a sea level rise of yeah, half a meter, one meter, two meters. Nobody knows, but it could potentially happen. So. Uh, other consequences of the melting glaciers is that the floods are drying out because the floods are mostly coming from glaciers in the Alps and in the Himalayas for example and many of these floods are now threatened of drying out because of the decreasing number of glaciers uh, which would mean big problems for the people that are living there at the floods and uh, yeah, the decrease of ice in the Arctic um, could also be a problem, even if it could be nice to go more easily from Norway to China with a boat. <laughs> but uh, for the environment, for the animal life, it's not good there at all. And uh, we don't even know all the consequences that could be because of that happening. The whole uh, circulation up there in the sea could change also. And yeah, it's not so hard to understand what increasing number of extreme weather events will cause, uh, I guess, even more deaths by natural disasters than it has already caused. So um, we hear about it very often now, uh, especially the big storms coming in now over Europe, over Great Britain, with um, a lot of uh, flooding there. It has been a great problem. And um, it's coming, it's not that you can say that a single weather event is caused by the increased temperature, but when you see it happens like 20 times in a row in a short time, then you can say that something is not as before, it's uh, something unnatural. But there is one thing that is more important, I think, and that is also one thing that is um, 
revealing the true motivation of the Pope that it's not a good one and that is that the Pope he is talking a lot about climate change but he's not talking so much about environmental damage as he's about climate change and um, I think that it's because he has a special agenda about this with the climate change and he wants to use this that is happening I think the climate change is real but I don't think that it's good to use it in the way uh, that the Pope is doing because uh, the environmental damage I think that's much worse because it's going faster and it's more um, it's a bigger problem for the human people and I think I mean God has said that we should take care of the environment the nature and everything uh, but we are not doing that because we are selfish I guess as a people uh, for example we have uh, from China this was in December this is happening more and more in Beijing now the last years and also in other cities around the world especially in the poor areas of the world and it's only two days between these pictures and this is after when they forbade all the cars <laughs> again <laughs> that was the only thing that worked so uh, I mean they could not attend school at all they had to stay inside completely and it's not good even to stay inside of course usually it's yeah it's much better to go outside to have fresh air than to be inside so that's just one thing that is causing a lot of deaths around the world but another thing that I think is uh, even more subtle and that we're not thinking so much about uh, but is very important and is this it came out a report a few weeks ago from uh, University of California where it said taking a deep breath might be a bit harder for children exposed early in life to a widely used class of pesticides in agriculture according to a new paper by researchers and um, yeah there are other reports about this also that the pesticides that are used in agriculture they are not good for us as people we are more or less destroyed by it in the long term it's usually not seen in the first generation that's the thing that is making it so subtle uh, it's seen in the second or third generation often that's a dangerous thing with it and uh, <laughs> these big companies like Monsanto for example that are producing the, the biggest company in the world that is producing these pesticides and other bad things they have a lot of money and they are not afraid of that anyone would sue them because they know they will fix that they, with all the money that they have it's not a big problem for them uh, but this is destroying not only the human people but also the environment uh, the soil is becoming more and more bad for every year that they are using it and uh, also these big companies they are chasing away all the uh, small farmers that are working for the best uh, for the environment the best and uh, uh, for, for those who want to produce locally ecological things uh, and it's just because they want to earn money because they earn a lot of money on selling these pesticides and uh, short term they of course can produce more when they use these things but 
in the long term it will be worse and worse. So that's a, a very very big problem today I think for the health of the people and the health of the environment, the earth that we are living on. We have um, an article here also talking about mass animal die-offs. It's in Swedish uh, showing here, but it's saying that today environmental toxins, disease, illegal hunting, overfishing, destruction of habitat, invasive species in accelerating speed knock out species like frogs, birds and tigers around the world. More and more scientists are warning for that the world can in fact be facing a human-induced sixth mass extinction. And they say sixth mass extinction because they think that it has, there has been many extinctions in the past a long time ago. But as Christians we know that there have it's not been so, but um, yeah, even they are, are, are worried. I mean, they think that, okay, the evolution can solve this in the long term, that there will be new species coming in some million of years. But as Christians, we know that if one species is gone, then, yeah, it's gone. It cannot come back unless God would create new ones. And um, actually, the last, yeah, the last 500 years, about 80, of the 5,570 known mammal species have disappeared. That's one and a half percentage of the total. It may seem quite little when you hear the percentage, but the problem is also that at the same time between 20 and 50 percent of these species are threatened, very threatened, and could die out very soon. And just go out in the nature and imagine if one third of all the species and plants and everything would be gone. How fun would that be to live on that planet? And we don't even know what, what it would cause everything for us if that would be so. Another article here uh, showing yeah, a lot of fish that is dead and uh, it's uh, a research article uh, produced together with uh, these uh, this article here also said that, yeah, the authors said that the more the, that more scientific research has been done on mass mortality events in the last few decades, um, and uh, that this increase in mass morality events appears to be associated with a rise in disease emergence, biotoxicity, and multiple increasing stressors. They note. Um, so they say that mostly it's caused by us human people that we are destroying. We are having so many pollutants and toxic stuff that we are just letting out in the nature and animals and plants are dying because of this. We also have heard, I think, about, I don't know if you have heard, but I think some of you have heard about the bees that they are dying also. And uh, to a certain extent it could be explained through a virus and um, fungus, but it's also because of toxic things that uh, people are letting out in the nature. I'd like to take this example as one of the biggest signs of how bad we human people can be, how selfish we can be and how devastating it is and that we cannot do anything again to make it better. 
and that's the Aral Sea that was one time the second biggest lake in the world next to the Caspian Sea and uh, 1977 it looked like this uh, to the left and in just 40 years around that uh, it it's like that it's a desert and this desert is full of pesticides from the agriculture and it's full of salt and it's not possible to grow anything at all in that anymore and the people have had to move from that place and actually it has also caused a local climate change in that area because when the sea disappeared the precipitation decreased and uh, that caused the glaciers to disappear completely in the mountains surrounding and then the floods dried out so <laughs> it was like an extra effect because of this it's like now almost as in the area of the Dead Sea around that area in Israel um, so this is very very bad and caused only by uh, people that, that want to have uh, yeah they, they wanted to become rich just to say it like that they wanted to become rich as fast as possible with uh, growing things uh, a lot of things around that area and they wanted to produce as much as possible to sell it and then they also used a lot of pesticides and they used too much water in the wrong way and that's what happened another thing that we see is that uh, the re water reserves are decreasing very fast they are soon depleted many of them but the problem is that we don't know exactly when they will be uh, we have with the help of satellites researchers found that 13 of the world's 37 largest groundwater reserves have been depleted between 2003 and 2013 and uh, they say the scientists say that therefore people con yeah, they continue to pump water for industrial use for short term gains uh, says Jacob Levin head of the National Geological Survey and uh, the bad thing is also that when this happens then in the driest areas the groundwater can be as deep as 600 meters below the surface and that is not only making it very costly to pump up when they have I mean taken out so much of it already so they have to take it even more deep down and it also entails a risk, they say, that the water is of poor quality and unfit to drink. Which means that it costs even more to clean it also. There are many problems with this. Uh, then there are some people that think that uh, yeah, they talk about climate change and we have to solve this problem and uh, then you can do like they do in Sweden. That some people thought they, they were very good, but they were not. Because what they did was that they went to Africa and then they chased away a lot of uh, the farmers that produced uh, food in a good way uh, without any chemicals anything like that but they chased away them and then they uh, this was a Swedish company that hired an African company and the African company they 
chased away those farmers and they planted a lot of pine trees that are actually not growing so good there but they planted them there and the farmers could not be there anymore they were not allowed to even come close to the forest and they put up guards around and uh, they said that uh, I mean the Swedish uh, government said that oh we are so good we are doing this because we want to lower the carbon dioxide <laughs> but the thing is that it was not even that what they did then they took the pines and they cut them down and used them for <laughs> biomass to produce paper and so on and sell it and it was uh, reported about this in a Swedish program called Kalafakta and uh, yeah that's what can happen when uh, people uh, are thinking about money more uh, than what is right and what we are actually not hearing so much about from the Pope if he really believes that um, we have to do something about the climate change yeah, why is it not talking about all these environmental things so much? I think because that is people will not listen to it. It's too hard. They don't want. They it's too much money in, in it. And also, especially this thing, he should talk much more about. But he's not. I don't think people want to hear it so much either. And it's uh, here is the scientists in Sweden from the Chalmers. They say that uh, become vegan and save the climate. I mean, if we really would want, if we really mean what we say, that we want to lower the temperature and save the climate, yeah, to, to lower the amount of carbon dioxide and methane in the atmosphere, then we should become vegans. At least vegetarians, but vegans would be even more important. Because then it would really lower the amount a lot. Because there are reports that are saying that half of the methane is coming from the production of meat and milk and so on. And it's also not good for the environment uh, with the meat production. Because they use a lot of uh, antibiotics for the, uh, the cows and uh, the pigs and so on. What they want to produce and uh, other bad things that they give them and uh, also when they had they have to give them a lot of, of food which is uh, causing that they need more water and the water supplies will be even more depleted and so on but I actually think that the agenda that the Pope has is something else uh, it's to get the control more the Pope is thinking that he will uh, help the world to get much better. We would have a kind of a paradise here on earth if he would just uh, be able to rule this earth. That's what he is trying now to proclaim. And he's using this. I don't care if it's true or not that we people have... I, I think it could very well be true. Everything about the theories about carbon dioxide and so on. But what I don't like is that he's using this to get control over human people's lives. And that he's trying to forcing us against... Um, I mean, he's trying... Even if we are selfish, he says, we have to do like this. And it should be 
us as people that is going to treat this kind of sickness that is in the world that is actually caused by selfishness and uh, it's only God that could um, help us with that and I think that's the real solution to it this is just a symptom uh, what is happening with the carbon dioxide uh, that the temperature is going up or that we see the bad things happening in the environment that's just a symptom of the sin in the world and that it's coming to an end actually rather than to a 1000 year of peace kingdom with the Pope I wanted uh, just shortly also mention this since I have been here producing um, uh, or selling I have not been producing here but selling my bread Knäckebröd which is baked on spelt and uh, the thing with spelt is compared to normal wheat is that the wheat has been uh, refined, yeah, refined in a way. They have changed the wheat because they wanted it to uh, produce more and more. They wanted the wheat uh, to um, grow faster so that they could have more out of it in a short time. Uh, but originally wheat like spelt and enkorn, I don't know the word in English, but originally ones that you can find now in the market uh, they, they are not producing so much but it's much better because for example the spelt has longer roots which means that it's taking up the nutrients much better than the normal wheat and it also contains more proteins and uh, it's easy to digest spelt also. I have studied a lot about this just because I'm producing it and this is just an example of uh, that the world is trying to do something very cheap uh, to earn a lot of money on it but it's actually becoming more bad because of that. Instead of that we yeah maybe we have to pay a little bit more but it, maybe that's better than. I mean if we go uh, 100 years ago they paid a lot for the food compared to now now we are only paying a fraction of our salary I prefer to pay a, a little more for the food and knowing that it's good and non-toxic and so on now I want to come to some uh, Bible texts and also texts from Ellen G. White and see what uh, what the Bible and Ellen White is saying about the last time and uh, we have the text here of course that is well known and used also when often when we hear about these things from Revelation chapter 11 verse 18 and the nations were angry and your wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should give reward unto your servants the prophets and to the saints and them that fear your name shall, uh, small and great and should destroy them who destroy the earth. So uh, for actually 6,000 years uh, the human people more or less have destroyed the earth. It's just that earlier it was not possible to destroy it so fast. But even in the time of Israel God gave them specific rules how to take care of the earth so that it would produce much better uh, to let the land rest and so on. By the way, the Pope is actually using the Bible, talking about this also, that yeah, the, we, we need to let the earth rest and so on, as in the Old Testament he says. 
but at the same time we know that the Pope is believing in evolution uh, also they have stated that the Vatican so he's not very <laughs> consistent in what he's saying also he's mixing the Bible with evolution theory uh, but today, yeah, it's going very fast, the destruction of the earth, and uh, it's written then that God will destroy those who destroy the earth, so we know that uh, the people will do that, especially in the last time. And I think this is because uh, God's laws are not obeyed. That's the real cause of it. Uh, another quote here from uh, Ellen White uh, from, uh, let's see, it's from Review and Herald, 1887. Already the restraining spirit of God is being withdrawn from the earth. And so this is in the time of Ellen White when she wrote it. Hurricane storms, tempests, fire and flood disasters by sea and land follow each other in quick succession. And this is quite interesting, you know, science seeks to explain all these uh, signs thickening around us. Telling of the near approach of the Son of God. And these signs are by the scientists then attributed to any other than the true cause. And what I think is here that, I mean, like, they try to just talking about okay the temperature increasing and the carbon dioxide and so on and so on. but the true cause yeah that's that we have left God and that we are selfish and without the power of God yeah then it will just continue to go down and we know from the Bible that that's also happen of course it doesn't mean that we can say that we will not care about the earth we should care about the earth anyway just as we care about our health even if we know that even if we eat very good and drink very good we cannot live forever we don't have eternal life but we still care about it and it should be the same with the earth uh, that we even if we know that it will end we have to care about it but it's more about here we should find also the real symptom of it. It's like with the blood pressure also and uh, if you have a stroke yeah you can say it's caused sometimes by high blood pressure but isn't it better to try to find out the cause of the high blood pressure if that's possible to find out. I think so. And this will in the last days God's spirit will be redrawn more and more from the earth. Also because people are yeah they are not willing to listen to him and we have also gone away from the true sabbath and especially in the last time now the pope is talking about the sunday and then when when this time will come which i think he will use this with we have already seen that he's using it with the family and the environment and uh, also yeah the things f to win the secular people uh, before he only won the conservative Christians but today he is winning everyone with these things and he will continue to use these things maybe he will find some other things also but sooner or later it will come that he will say that yeah for the common good it's best that we uh, honor God and uh, take we have to rest on Sunday uh, to honor God and uh, to save this earth and uh, people will listen to that I think 
and he, he's really smart in that way using these things. Quote here continues saying men cannot discern the sentinel angels restraining the four winds that they may not blow until the servants of God are sealed but when God shall bid his angels lose the winds there will be such a scene of his avenging wrath as no pen can picture. And this is of course in the very end that would happen but it's actually God that is keeping everything right now from total destruction because if Satan would have a, uh, total control of everything he would just ruin it at once. Another quote saying here that we are standing on the threshold of great and solemn events. Prophecy is fast fulfilling. The Lord is at the door. There is soon open before us a period of overwhelming interest to all living. The controversies of the past are to be revived. New controversies will arise. The scenes to be enacted in our world are not even dreamed of. And Satan is at work through human agencies. And I think that he is really using this with climate change and so on, what is happening through human agencies so that he can get more control through that. It might be also that Satan himself has controlled these things so that the temperature is increasing. Uh, we cannot be sure, maybe he, he can do it in some way. But he, it can also be that he knows that yeah, if the people would uh, be able to um, produce cars and so on and the carbon dioxide would go up and if they continue to eat more and more meat the methane would go up and that would increase the temperature and I will be able to use this as an argument to take control over the earth that could also be I mean one uh, explanation of how he is doing I'm not saying that it is like that but it could very well be but we know that he is working through human agencies and that he is also able to control it himself as we see here Satan works through the elements also to garner his harvest of unprepared souls he has studied the secrets of the laboratories of nature and he uses all his power to control the elements as far as God allows God yeah he allows more and more now in the last time that Satan can show who he really is also when he uh, was suffered to afflict Job how quickly flocks and herds servants houses children were swept away one trouble succeeding another as in a moment uh, it's actually talking about a disaster that came and the whole house uh, was destroyed and it seems like Satan at the time controlled the weather also at the time of Job there. It is God that shields his creatures and hedges them in from the power of the destroyer. But the Christian world have shown contempt for the law of Jehovah and the Lord will do just what he has declared that he would. He will withdraw his blessings from the earth and remove his protecting care from those who are rebelling against his law and teaching and forcing others to do the same. Satan has control of all whom God does not especially guard. He will favor and prosper some in order to further his own designs and he will bring trouble upon others and lead men to believe that it is God who is afflicting them. And that will also happen with 
us in the last time that they will accuse us for these problems when we are going to talk about the true cause of it and they will just say that we are going against the good common good as the Pope is expressing himself uh, but we have to know these things that we should not be fooled about what is coming over the world that it will come to an end it will not be like a peace kingdom here on earth we we know that what will happen and we should not be fooled by the pope and we should not as i am a little bit scared of that sometimes also i i read about it i don't remember now where it was i could not find it and to, to this workshop at the adventist church has also been involved together with the United Nations in some of this with the climate change and of course we should think about the environment and so on but we also need to be careful so that we are not cooperating too much with these secular and religious powers that is not according to the Bible and is not talking about the real true cause and we could if we do that we could be fooled also uh, in the end and that's not good of course this text I just had to take this also because I think this is the problem that we have this is the real problem for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs not only money but the selfishness and we have to pray to God that we are not selfish as Christians, that we want to do the uh, best for uh, our bodies, the environment, whatever it is. And I think that's uh, the, what we can do, the best for solution for right now where we are. And then in the end, of course, when God comes back, then we will be living on, in a good world again. And then, of course... Since we have chosen God, we want to continue to do good also on the new earth and not destroy that one. That's the true uh, cure for it. And just want to end with uh, this here. And then if you have any questions. Uh, so this uh, is just a promise that we have from God. But God's servants are not to trust themselves in the, this great emergency. The program of coming events is in the hands of the Lord. The world is not without a ruler. The majesty of heaven has the destiny of nations as well as the concerns of his church in his own hands. The important future is before us to meet its trials and temptations and to perform its duties will require great faith and perseverance. So it's not just that we, I mean, we really need to think about what we are doing. Uh, it requires great faith and perseverance in the last time. But we may triumph gloriously, for not one watching, praying, believing soul will be ensnared by the devices of the enemy. All heaven is interested in our welfare and waits our demand upon its wisdom and strength. In the time of trial just before us, God's pledge of security will be placed upon those who have kept the word of his patience. So we can be assured about that, that we will not be fooled in any way as long as we keep to God.
Yeah, now is there any question about anything from global warming, the environment, or about uh, what the Bible and Ellen White is saying about these things, or maybe you have uh, your own thoughts about it, uh, I don't know, if you agree with what I have said here, but the important thing is that we uh, yeah, at least keep close to the Bible, that we are studying that, and then I don't think that we will yeah, wander on the wrong path, at least, when we do that. Being a man of faith, how do you how do you have a conversation with somebody in your profession about evolution, everything, from the Bible perspective? Uh, you mean when I work as a meteorologist and so on? Or even when you were studying, or did you just keep keep to yourself and never say that you believe in an intelligent designer? Uh, well, in uh, high school already, me and Marcel, we had some discussions about evolution either in the biology classes and. Uh, yeah, that was very interesting, and uh, he, uh, after uh, one year or so, he concluded, we, uh, it's not necessary that you ask any more questions, because I cannot answer them anyway, he just said one time. Uh, I remember that very clearly. Uh, so I, it was a lot about evolution at that time. In the university, it was a little bit hard in a way. I didn't, uh, at that time, people didn't talk so much about these things. Uh, Actually, uh, when I studied physics and so on, it, it was not so so much about it. But it's more now, of course, when I work with it, uh, that uh, it comes up sometimes. And uh, I mean, yeah, all the colleagues that I have there in the TV where I work, they know that I'm a Christian and believe in the so in the Bible. About uh, talking about what you believe in. Yeah, I have written, actually, you, you can see it in the internet where it it's, uh, says all about all the meteorologists, it's written a few sentences there, and uh, that, um, yeah, I'm Christian and Seventh-day Adventist and go to church on Saturdays, and uh, then I have written articles also, um, yeah, of course, I cannot write just as what I want there. I cannot. I have to be scientific and uh, so on. But I can refer to something so that people for themselves can go on and read more and more when I write. Um, so I have written about uh, this with the Pope, for example, and linking to other articles. And uh, one of my colleagues uh, read everything about that, and uh, she came to Empower Missions also and saw that, and she said, oh, very good. Uh, it's very hard, I think, sometimes to know exactly what to say about this with the climate change and so on, because uh, this is a hard thing to know exactly the cause of, I think, and uh, it's not so much explicitly in the Bible about the climate change. In that way, it's just more that we should take care of the earth and so on. But I have not had any problems in in my work about it. It has been more about the Sabbath than in the work that I could not work full time because of that. But otherwise, yeah. How do you see that the local congregations all over Europe or Nordic countries or something? How do you see that the local congregation could prepare? themselves to answer the questions when we will be in the spotlight 
in the end, how can we, because this is the account of the Yeah. Yeah, you mean that... Uh, um, the world will ask uh, or tell us that, it, that we are the cause mm -hmm. of the natural disasters and everything because we keep the wrong day or... Yeah, I think it could go very fast. I mean, we should rather think that it could go very fast than that it will be 20 years in the future. Even if the, the Pope is talking about to 2030, the agenda to 2030 and so on. I mean, it could go in just a few months. I mean, we saw what happened uh, when the communism fell uh, just overnight almost. It, it went very fast, uh, things. And after, I, I think if something very big is happening in the world uh, we don't know what but uh, it could be some kind of economic crisis or it could be a big natural disaster or a, a terror attack again like the September 11 or the ones in Paris but even bigger for each one of these things that happen it gets more and more easy to get control over people and then it can go very fast to just come up with some laws stating that now for the common good we have to follow these rules we have to do like this it's impossible of course to say exactly when but uh, uh, we should all be prepared it could happen very fast um, I heard it mentioned earlier that uh, not here but um, before <laughs> that uh, volcanoes produce more carbon dioxide than man ever has and that um, uh, the, the, the carbon dioxide output is also cleansed by plants so that our output of carbon dioxide is uh, insignificant in comparison to what nature produces. Yeah, I have heard those arguments also, but they are not true actually. Uh, they are not. Uh, volcanic eruptions, yes, they produce carbon dioxide, but not uh, not uh, so much so that it has this impact. That and we, as we see, we have the measurements. It has been increasing the whole time since uh, the pre-industrial revolution, and it would not do that just by uh, volcanic eruptions. Even we have had even less volcanic eruptions the last uh, 20 years. Uh, so, uh, um, what actually happens when we have very big volcanic eruptions is that it gets colder for one or two years, because the ash is going up in the stratosphere, and in the stratosphere it reflects the sun, beams out in the space again, and it cools down the Earth for a while. But if for small eruptions, uh, that is not happening because then the ash is not only going up in the troposphere and that is not causing uh, the cooling. Yeah. How about deforestation? Yeah, that's bad, I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mean for the carbon dioxide? Yeah, or basically, because that's, yes. that's where the carbon dioxide would be retained. Yes, yeah, I think that's also why it's going up. And uh, we can actually see that yeah, I have. If we take this one again, you see here that it's going up and down the whole time, and that's because in the winter time on in the northern hemisphere, the leaves is falling off, and since we have more uh, land mass in the northern hemisphere than in the southern hemisphere, uh, the carbon dioxide will increase during our winter when the uh, trees cannot take it up so of course yes it has an impact and if we are <laughs> if we would destroy all the forest almost uh, on the earth of course it would increase a lot yeah okay just just let me 
push out a political question or an argument here. Okay. Would it be better if we used sensibly plastic that was made out of biomass instead of foresting or deforesting and taking the fiber, making it in the pulp and making plastic bags that we then drive around with diesel trucks, both taking off of the carbon dioxide recycle and also emitting carbon dioxide that we have drilled out of the earth. Yeah, I, I think that could be better in a way. I, I'm not uh, sure. I mean, I have not calculated these things at all, but uh, be, yeah. I think that we, as general, is influenced of literally off of two worlds. We have our Bible that says it is. It has a cause that we are we are not of this world, but we are also bombarded with information or disinformation sometimes uh, so as as a person as a congregation when we need when we are to take a stand we need to do that as um, uh, how should I say it? as educated as possible mm -hmm. but we need to stand firm up on our Bible I think that should be the main thing I mean we can inform ourselves into oblivion there are so much information and we don't know what is truth and we don't know which one is leading where just as we had here the about I mean we need to think about the environment how do you think of the environment in I mean a hundred percent way mm -hmm. and I think we need to focus on on the Bible when I was younger we had all this about spiritualism and people started asking questions how do we know everything about spiritualism and one pastor said you should not know everything about spiritualism. You should know everything about what the Bible says. That way you have the answers. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes, I think so too. We can know a lot about how to treat the environment and so on through the Bible when we study that. I think that's very important. So. Um, and it's hard sometimes also, I mean some we are living in a non not perfect uh, earth here in a non perfect world and some things we just have to do uh, it's necessary for us sometimes um, with some things uh, plastic bags for example could be a necessary thing sometimes <laughs> so uh, um, but we can do what we can do uh, to to make things better and uh, when when we are able to think about it and do something yeah we can do it if we want to, to do it but of course if we study the Bible we then we should also want to care about it some things that's naturally yeah uh, any more questions otherwise the time is uh, yeah it's three minutes left only yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see how the Christian world is divided on this particular issue. Yes, I think so. I think so. I mean, I have. I. I mean, I think it's because of this. Uh, many Adventists they are very against this. With uh, they don't believe at all that we have any cause as human people in the temperature increase or that even they are saying that the environmental things ah, it's not because of us or they try to just 
get rid of that thoughts and maybe it's it could be because they don't want themselves to do anything but it could also be I think that they are afraid of that for example the Pope or other leaders in the world they have come up with these explanations and ideas but I am personally more seeing it like that I, I think it's true that we have caused a lot of these problems but then I'm seeing it more as the, the leaders in the world they are using this as an argument to get control over it but that doesn't mean it's not true <laughs> what is happening and that we have caused these problems so um, but uh, it's not always easy to know either I mean uh, there are it's so complicated many of these things and there are some people that are stating a scientific report that said that the heat is increasing from uh, underneath the earth that it's uh, coming up more and more heat from the core of the earth uh, I have not been able to do so much research in that because I saw it uh, not long time ago um, but uh, at least we know that in the last time that uh, God will take of the heat of the earth and destroy it so it has a lot of potential there inside the earth a lot of heat there I think it's important what you said about um, how uh, certain governmental agencies are trying to implement them. well, are, are using the situation yes. to uh, implement controlling factors over us um, not just Pope, but the UN and uh, other um, nations cooperating with the UN to make, uh, like, for example, Agenda 21 walkable, bikeable cities, controlling uh, your movements, and uh, in order to, uh, yeah, make sure that there's not as much carbon dioxide output. I think that this sort of thing, like you were saying, uh, creates suspicion amongst Christians. Yes. Uh, because they see that this is um, a means of control. Yes, and you can see that it is like because they are not caring so much about things that are even more important, but they care about this because it's easier to convince people about these things. It's easier to get laws of about to do anything, something with the carbon dioxide than it is with the meat eating. So you can, it shines through, I think, yeah. that they are having an agenda behind that. And that's what I don't like and wanted to bring up here in this workshop to make that clear. And if you don't like it, I mean, don't you care about your world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The it's a very well-protected agenda. Yes. And I mean, I mean, it's, of course, the Pope is talking about we have to help the poor. And I mean, it's good things that he's saying, usually, but it's something, the motive behind it. What is that, actually? That's what you have to think about. But I like how you, in this presentation, will show that there is actually a climate problem. It's just that it's being abused. Yeah, I think so. I think it is really, and especially environmental problem also. Um, so that, yeah, that was what I wanted to present here actually this was just what you said here now uh, hope that at least came through <laughs> yeah so um, um, but it w we have very interesting times before us I think uh, because it will be a lot happening with this in the coming years now with uh, what the politicians will do and uh, more and more I think we will see the Pope is trying to get more and more control over it how long time it will take no one can say but uh, so um, 
I have some very interesting quotes also I should say that if you want to read something very interesting uh, it, it actually came before I did this presentation so I did it not upon this but it's from Secrets Unsealed this uh, Pastor Stephen Bohr that has written an article in the, these reflections on the Pope's ag agenda and it's taking up this with climate change and uh, also other things uh, with the poverty that the Pope is speaking about it's an article uh, 20 pages and uh, about the poverty for example of course it sounds very good that everyone should be equal we should share and so on uh, but the bad thing is that when you force people to do something against their will then it's not good even if it seems good uh, it's not good to force people to do it against their will. And Ellen White has um, strong quotes on this with that it was not God's will actually that everything, that all the possessions on the earth should be equally distributed. That sounds very strange maybe to us today because we are living in a society with socialism and so on. But uh, she says that it was God's thought that it's best for that we have those who, ha who have a little more and those who have a little less because it's good for our character character development uh, you should read those quotes of her, it's very interesting actually because she is explaining more about it, when you hear it just like this it could sound strange but um, that's what she writes and some people I think cannot handle riches either and uh, Jesus said that you will always have the uh, poor among you but we are trying to destroy that through the socio conservative religious politics that will try to just make everything equal they say the Pope but the end will actually be the end result will be that everyone will be equally poor and you will have an elite that is very rich that's what I think like, like during the Middle Ages, that's what they want to achieve. Uh, but they say that yeah, it's for everyone's best. Everyone should have equally the same money and so on to live on. And yeah, but it, it's not easy to achieve that in a world where everyone is selfish and so on either. The Pope has some gold he can share. Yeah, he has. The Catholic Church is rich in gold, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess I say thank you and if there are no more questions. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.